this is the things we do podcast a podcast about film television life culture mental health and all of that fun stuff today i've got my special guest and friend annalise mcguire thank you for joining hello oh, hello <laughs> thanks for having me um so i guess like a little bit of backstory to who you are because you're an actor model and cosplayer what came first <laughs> being um I, if it Honestly, and I think that a lot of people on your podcast are Doctor Who fans. Mm. If it weren't for being a fan of Doctor Who, I would not be employed in the field that I am right now. Yeah. And that is very crazy to me because it just started with, I think I was like 15 or something. And I cosplayed Amy Pond like once. Um, my mum came home with like a costume that it looked like her like little red jumper thing that she wore. And like a couple of checkered shirts. And I just was like, hey, I can just chuck a selfie on the internet. I didn't know cosplay was a thing. I was like, oh, I'll just dress like a character. Yeah. I put up a couple of photos and they went pretty wild on the internet. Like Twitter um, populated them or spread them around. And there was this <laughs> thing called Live Journal. And it was like where people, it was like a forum. And I think it's like a very 2000s thing. Um, mm. It was still around. It's still around now. But um yeah, some photos went on there. The photos went around. Um, and then I finally, not finally, that sounds like I was waiting. I wasn't. It just kind of happened. Um, uh, an agent approached me about modeling. Oh, after okay. Doing, after doing cosplay. Um, so I did like a couple of cosplay photo shoots. I found out I was okay in front of a camera. And then, um, yeah, they just found me and they were like, have you ever had any photos taken? Can you send them our way? I did, and they were like, cool, you're on the books. And then I switched agents and just got more into it, yeah. You kind of got more and more into acting as well, yeah. like, recently. Yeah, it was more interesting. It was more interesting, yeah. Like, you've just kind of progressed in this career, which is sort of very gone from, like, the fan of stuff to almost being in the stuff that you're a fan of. Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really really awesome <laughs> it was that kind of when you were little something you ever expected to to be sort of flung into was this kind of like weird crafty world no I well kind of I I liked it all as a kid I think I was very logical um I kind of would think and I was raised in a way where it was just do things that you can definitely that, that show you immediate gratification, like doing the science subjects or accounting and then going straight to university and get mm. the degree. And I did that, but I just kind of in the background consistently worked away at other little things. And then these other little things that I consistently did kind of served me later on when I was more inclined to actually pursue them. Ah, uh, okay. So it was always that I, like, I, I don't know, I don't want to say like, oh, it's not a real job, but I kind of didn't <laughs> see it as a thing. I didn't really understand it as a kid, but I think that it's cool that, like, I, I watched Doctor Who as a kid and I did, like, interviews with some of the companions I watched as a kid just last year, like, at, like, Supernova and stuff. And I was like, yeah. this is wild. This is so crazy. And... I didn't expect it, but it's really nice. I, th I think that's also kind of like the, um, the thing that I realise about this industry is it's kind of a very much fan-centric. Like all the people who used to be like the technical and or, you know, like people who were the pioneers of a lot of television shows and now unfortunately passed away. So all the people who grew up with it who are all the fans of stuff of those shows are now the ones making stuff or the so a lot of television or like uh, I guess the industry the arts industry is kind of comprised of fans um, yeah I think it's a reflection on uh, media media culture it's there's more of a connection between us and them and they can read what we want a lot better and I think that it was really hard to translate back in the day I don't know, back in my day, <laughs> when I was born. Uh, um, but, you, you know, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's now easier to connect with audiences and to include them in a way that they weren't before. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my um, next question is, um, in terms of, like, uh, I guess the gratification 
of acting and stuff. Is there any particular roles that I guess you want to be challenged in later in, in life or any particular scenarios that you want to be challenged in? Um, I found recently that I like not being in 2020, in the 2020s, doing a lot more things not set in the current era are what I particularly like. And that's good that I've kind of been able to bring that to fruition in the past 12 months. But mm. I quite like uh, things dealing with mental health, like, uh, and like really difficult taboo topics, like in wireless, how we have to deal with uh, like the abortion laws and all that jazz. I found that interesting. I've got a couple of things coming up that I didn't even tell you about, but it, it's just uh, just interesting, I don't know, topics that haven't really been touched. But then again, as an actor, it's like getting a job is also nice. So anything <laughs> is good at the end of the day, really. But um, it's, it helps if it's something interesting. And that makes me sound pompous. Everything is interesting, just to clarify everything. I'm also grateful for everything I do, but I do like the things that make me draw a little bit of a tiny bit of life experience or a tiny bit of myself, but then take it further, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, um, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned wireless because it, was that one of your, like, early... That was, um, like, my first, first yeah. lead roles, yeah. Which you know has done quite well, and you oh, know, yeah, it's uh, like, crazy. It's, and I think I remember when we first met was sort of when you had just kind of wrapped on that, or it was like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long after. Um, and it's now, you know, it's one of those things that I remember when I saw all the stills from that you posted on Instagram and stuff. It is, it is kind of like you, you know, I think you're one of those actors who has a look about you, which mm. is kind of like very unique so you know the industry is comprised of looks uh you know which is a little bit of a shallow um, it's that's why i like acting is that you don't necessarily have an expiration date i find something i had to come to terms with modeling i'm like well i'm not even considered a young model anymore i'm lucky that i kind of do it full-time and i do it full-time at the age of 24 most models are scouted when they're 14, 15, they do it till they're about 20. And if they've made it, they continue. If they haven't made it, they don't continue. And that's just mm. the way it is. Um, whereas acting, I've never been cast or been put forward for an audition in a role that's been over the age of 20 and I'm 24. And that's good. <laughs> it kind of makes me feel a bit better. But uh, it's, it, it is looks-based, but it's also... Like that's that's what casting directors see. They they see you in your little photo on the database. Yeah. And they go, Cool, she fits the description and then they take it from there and that's just the way it is. So if you can build like like a kind of niche for yourself and work with your typecasts, but also actively work on pushing them away. I like I that's what I'm trying to do. If that makes sense. I don't it know. Do, it it does. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think with all that as well, it's, you know, you've got, it's not, you know, as you say, it's not just looks, it's kind of like, yeah, database and everything. I think it's also um, what kind of like strikes everyone out differently. It's also yeah. everyone's quite, you know, you have, you have, particularly you have such a strong social media presence. So you, mm. you're very much good at branding yourself as well, <laughs> um, which a lot of artists and a lot of actors don't know how to do. And I think you've been quite fortunate understanding a lot of like um, basically what, what people are interested in and also who you want to, you know, who you want to appease to and who, you know, I guess yeah. who's your fandom. Um, oh. like, <laughs> is, is that like a strange kind of concept as well, being a little bit like you probably do have fans out there who are, you know, you've never met and or um, who are like at this age of 24 and you're like, okay, there's got to be like, maybe in 10 years time, so many people who know who I am, not just through my cosplay or, you know, modeling, but also acting as well. And, you know, just... um, I see it the same way as like real life with, I don't know, like when I, when you're a teacher, I also am a teacher, um, half, like part-time as well. That's what I got a degree in originally. And mm. when I was doing the degree, that's when I really fell in love with acting. 
but it's the same as you're known at a school and the population of the school are like your little fans if they see you at the shopping center they freak out you know it's it's yeah I know <laughs> but um it's it's not different to your your friends knowing about you or whatever I think it's just also erring on the side of caution and not you know yeah. just just being careful you know talking about being careful you're you know I think probably someone who speaks a lot about being careful as well yeah. which I think is such I, a good um yeah advocate for you know safety internet um, safety yeah. yeah i teach models um like young models from the ages of you know 10 to 20 basically teens because in this day and age it's good when their parents run their social media i love that but mm. it's usually when they hit 18 and they're in charge of their own stuff that really scares me because it's not not everyone who asks you for a photo shoot is a photographer or not someone who has good intentions and that's yeah very and they won't realize it because they'll be like oh cool i'm getting paid 50 bucks but like what what else it's it's yeah. hard to explain um but i do teach a lot of safety i just like feel like i've just like spouted a bunch of random stuff at you i'm so sorry i uh, no, don't be <laughs> I, I love this this is like going into all topics that i want to talk about um yeah. because i think also what i love um, especially with all that like safety and stuff is I'm a big advocate for um, uh, a safe space and kind of like just in general, that whole vibe of just what you do has to be safe. So everyone has to consent or at least have their say. And I think one of the things I stress about, you know, whether it's paid projects or unpaid projects is always yeah. go, what do people feel comfortable with? Throw that yeah. question out. And people, and, and I think it's also one of the things that I always say to people is don't feel hesitant to say no. Like I would yeah, rather have a no. no is your, uh, and I think it's always a red flag is if you, um, like, I don't know, I have, I have messages, you know, and they'll be like guys trying to ask me out. And I'm like, oh no. And I'll be like, great, don't you think I'm good enough? I'm like, oh, I just usually, uh, it's bad. Cause I'm, I, I know it, the best thing to do is just block, but I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit of a stirrer. I, I'm a bit bad if I have time I'm like <laughs> but I, do, I don't advocate doing that I'm just a bit of a uh, yeah, just, look it's fun to stir the pot occasionally like, <laughs> the I, pot stirrer, yeah. yeah I I mean I I used to do that when um and I think one of the maybe one it's of the, for research I'm trying yeah. to back myself up with research <laughs> back pedal, what, back they'll, <laughs> what they'll say I don't it's not it's just um because <laughs> Because I mean, it's also like, um, uh, you've, you've worked, you, you know, I think that's also one of the things because your, your portfolio has gone from like, sort of not, um, like artistic, but also kind of like sexy vibes and glam, yeah. you know, glamour. So it's, you've had, um, uh, you know, and I think also you're at, um, you've often commented when things are going on Instagram that, um, you know, I occasionally see free the nipple kind of like yeah, on like, Instagram. Uh yeah, the, the, the nipples are banned on the United oh, it's States. It's just so Instagram. dumb. It's like, so it's dumb. It's not even that, and I understand that, and I am the biggest advocate for it, and I also see both ways. I'm like, well, the age of getting Instagram these days is like 13, and I don't really want that there anyway. Mm. But equally, um, I think that keeping a, a good portfolio in terms of acting, um, you know, if I have you know, as a show that, you know, is aimed at that age group, 13 or below, I don't want them to look my name up and find that, which is another yeah. thing about media representation. It's not just if you work in the, like a considered professional, like you're a doctor or a teacher or whatever. It's also, if you do acting, you really need to be careful of the brand. Um, yeah. And what goes out there. Yeah. It's like in all aspects, you know? Yeah. And I think, I <laughs> I, I think that's great because it's sort of like... Um, and if, if you want to post those photos, yeah, cool, but you have to back yourself up and you have to be prepared for, you know, someone to be like, but why would you do that? And you have to have a reason why. Yeah. I think that's important um, to back yourself up. And um, and I think, you know, like uh, there is some people who like have split social Instagrams for those very reasons. Like they go, yeah. these are my modeling ones. These are my acting ones. Like, um, yeah which I also encourage people to have, if you want to do that, have separate data, you know, like separate things. So people, if you go to people, I've got one for my modeling, I've got one for my acting, go and check yeah. those out. 
Um, I think that's really good to do when you first start. Um, but I kind of went into it a bit. I just used my name. So, but I think that's my whole brand is that I'm also a cosplayer. I also do all yeah. this other stuff. I'm also a human being and I like chicken. So it's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all part of it. So I wasn't really worried about se- separating, but more just keeping it. Yeah. Um, which I do want to also talk about, um, talk about your, ch- <laughs> your chicken obsession, which uh, is, is so, you know, just you have loved chickens from a, a young age. Yeah. Uh, so where did that, like, very nice. chickens are great. I love chickens, but I mean, like, I don't, I know one other person who keeps them as pets, like, and has them as pets. When did that, like, was, was that very unusual kind of like growing up? Wanting um, to own chickens no, for you? No, well, we lived, we lived like, we, I, I live close to my mum and dad. I just don't live there um, anymore. I, like half acreage. So we used to, it was just normal to have chickens like most people did. But then I moved out and I was like, oh, I want chickens again. And I had to convince my, my fiance. He's like, no, no, no. So I'd draw a photo of a chicken and us enjoying the chicken every single day, like different activities, and I would stick it on the fridge. As, as a subtle hint. Like, yeah, like a five-year-old that's being a brat. Yeah, that's me, basically. I was like, well, look at you and this king chicken, and you're riding on its wings, and we'd be so happy if we got a chicken that we did. And, so don't and, give up on your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, we and adopted you... them, though. We adopted yeah. them. Um, so our first two like it's boring for most people <laughs> but, um, no yeah, it's very interesting them. i actually love because them. i i didn't want to buy these ones that laid eggs because i think that I, I just wanted to adopt the chicken that needed a home to come into retirement and she couldn't lay eggs anymore and um she would like sit inside and watch doctor who with us and you know she had her own dog bed and she wouldn't crap everywhere in the house she'd just she'd go over to the door like a like a puppy dog peck and we'll just let her out so she was special. She was very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She loved um, television. She loved it. I, I, look, this just makes me want chickens. I live in an apartment and I <laughs> want chickens. Not all of them are like that. I've never met one like her. She was very like, <laughs> she just looked like she, she, she'd have these Vietnam flashback looking things. Like she'd be doing her thing and then she'd just stop for five minutes. I'm like, oh no. The then Vietnam the trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looks, I mean, she's old. I don't know how old. She, she's really old. But <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I I think like um, sort of having you know growing up like that on kind of like uh, with chickens and stuff. You are very. I think it's also the 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 you're very transparent when it comes to the internet. Um, yeah. In a good way. It's not yeah. like here is everything about you, but you are such yeah. an um, a positive advocate of um, almost anything. So yeah, you're, you're a very good judge of character to go, I can trust this person and I can't trust, you know. So I feel like everything across the board in terms of your social media and Facebook and everything is very clear of what you were saying. Was that a long time working that out or was that a very? Um, I, don't, I don't really know. I think it's just I like to think before I speak. Um, even on things like Twitter, like I, I agree with like different accounts. Like I have like my crap posting account where I just talk about random stuff but it's like just friends and stuff but I think that you just like need to be careful um I don't know I think that I'm kind of like that in real life I I try to think before before I go ranting about things and if I can't back myself up it's like where's the evidence what are you trying to say I don't know not that you should think everything that has to come out of your mouth should be essay worthy but you know that's true i mean we you know we're not trumps of the world where we're writing every yeah. every thought um <laughs> yeah in our head um i think that's like that's really good though because um it does it does create you a clear narrative path in terms mm. of like um i guess you, you know everything about you um as well because then you can kind of like look at you know and get a sense that you are a nerd that you are kind of, that you are this confident person, but you know, you've also got this very, like, um, you, you're not, you know, you have no hesitation to disagree with someone or, you know. Yeah. I think it's important to say, to say what you think. Yeah. And I've definitely like, I've seen that also just like grow, 
um, over the years because you know um, uh, you know you and you and um, photographer Bruno do, uh, used to do like weekly. Um, yeah, weekly streams. Like, yeah, weekly yeah, streams. Yeah, weekly streams. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing them again. But I liked that it was just me chilling out, and that they could see me me chilling out talking, especially during lockdown. And yeah. I, I half the time be rambling about nerdy things or you know whatever. It's just 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 being me, but in a nice way. Yeah. I firmly believe in the 10 second rule. It's like if you can't adjust your attitude, appearance, or behaviors in 10 seconds or if you can't change someone else's then don't mention it to someone yeah same with someone yesterday um on set having a very political view and i was like well there's no point in me trying to argue this because i'm not going to change his mind in 10 seconds so i'll just continue yeah i mean i mean that's what you want yeah but <laughs> to have like i i would rather ignore someone and, and just be like you know i've, I've got i'm not going to waste my energy yeah. uh, and you know solving that Energy is limited, yeah. It it is. Um, you can do other things with that that benefit you. That's true. Yeah. There is a lot of things that I I I'd like. I I do a podcast, which is yeah, that's so, great. All that energy uh, could be finding with someone in the comments. You're doing a podcast. Yeah, I know, and yeah. and, and and spreading positivity around the world. Yeah. Um, in terms of though that you know because I feel like um you know uh also when you do those weekly streams. Bruno, and you've got your wine, uh, yeah. wine Wednesdays. So, um, yeah. so like you've got, you, you basically got social media, like bonanza. Um, in it shows of- that you have balance in your life that you're not like yeah. this person. I mean, I, I don't really advocate that um, advocate. I think they're great. I just find it a bit cringy to be like, it's only the highlight reel in my, in my yeah. captions, um, which uh, it's just not me. I think that I need to caption everything authentically <laughs> or just not at all. And just a bunch of rainbows. Just like <laughs> um, like random, random animals. Yeah. I think you have a lot of like, you actually have, if, if anyone goes and checks out Annalise's like highlight reel on oh her gosh. Instagram, it actually is quite interesting. There's a lot of like different things, but I think, uh, you're going to just, <laughs> you're gonna be like, I, put, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> just like what? check it out, but, uh, but <laughs> make sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's diverse, isn't it? Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I think it's also like every day uh, I'm scrolling through Instagram stories and yours just comes up with a couple of like stuff that you've done and then a couple of things that you like. The Harry of. Styles. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then a lot of Harry Styles. I like Harry like, Styles. Um, he's he's an absolute idol to me. I feel like Harry Styles is everyone's uh, like husband yeah, at this impossible. point. Like, yeah, it's impossible not to like him. Yeah, he is so likable. I love Harry yeah. Styles. Um, I like, I lived with someone who basically wanted to marry him. So you know, I mean, you move into any house, and that would happen. Look, true. Um, but how did uh, what I want to ask? How did the um, the stuff with uh, Bruno kind of like? How did the stream start? Where did they start from? I have such an interesting story about Bruno actually, <laughs> because oh, um, it's, it's also about saying no and things happening at the right time. So mm. when I've, well, I was with my current agent who they're fantastic. Um, and so Bruno's a photographer based in Brisbane and Gold Coast. And he is like the main headshot professional photographer for our talent who are represented. And in the get-go, they were like, do you want to update your headshots so they look like everyone else's by the same photographer? Oh, hang on, no, before that. So yeah. Bruno approached me via social media, and I didn't know him, and I went through his profile, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't really look like I want to do it. So I said no to him like three years ago. I turned him down like uh, maybe once or, tw- once or twice, I don't know. But I said in a kind way, I was like, it's just not what I want. I don't do collaboration. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, fast forward like a year later in the agency, so you should hit up Bruno. Um, he's really good at headshots. So I was like, hey, um, the agency told me to get to contact. I forgot it was him. I forgot like I'd wow. him. But it, it's fine because he wasn't butthurt by it. It was just like, oh, cool. Now we're actually getting to work together because he developed his skills and all that stuff. And we just like send each other inspiration photos and then we're yeah. like, hmm, let's do these things. Yeah. Cause he looks like, I, I actually really enjoy his portfolio. He's got mm. a very like good eye. And yeah. um, I think anyone actually needs to go and check out his work. Cause it's really interesting. 
but yeah, he's he's sort of also a very much an advocate of safe space as well. Like yes, listening, yeah. you know, how did what was it like gelling with someone, particularly of, of a photographer, um, where it's you know you, that you're on the same page? Um, well, when I first shot with him for real, um, I was, I'd, all I needed was headshots, and um, we kind of just did. I brought my roller skates and I did some poses with my roller skates, like more creative because I knew that he did that and like some stuff with like a bowler hat and you know that was pretty much it just random stuff and like some wild faces in like a skivvy and that was really cool and then we you know it was always just like what what she wants to do because the agent wants me to do her stuff and Uh, then he's like if you want me to um if you want to like come do more by all means let's chat and I think it was more establishing it on my terms I think that with the collaboration between any photographer or model equally if it's a collaboration not paid it needs to be what can I offer you that you don't already have yeah um, well that you haven't done if like if it's headshots you frequently should get them to like pay the photographer but it's for me I will collaborate only if and only if it's something interesting that I haven't done in my portfolio because I've been doing this for about eight eight years yeah yes yes (laughs) and uh, yeah it's 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 times like that where in my gut my honor I feel bad for saying no but also I wouldn't go teach a class for free yeah I mean (laughs) and and, and I mean like there's not a bad thing as well because um uh I feel if anyone actually wants to work with Annalise do throw a like always be I think the fact that you are someone who always goes I'm interested or I'm not interested is such Mm. a a very refreshing kind of like thing to you know be like I like your idea I don't like this idea so it's always like as a creator you don't feel like you're kind of like you punch the gut you're just like fair enough I never just block I never block or I never go no intro I kind of give like a oh hi um thank you so much for reaching out um, unfortunately, or yes, I am interested. I love this idea for X, Y, Z, or unfortunately I've already done something like this. Maybe if blah, 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 or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's giving structure and being equally as professional. Cause it, you can also, uh, get a bad rap as a model. I mm. think that a lot of young models think that they can't, but they can, especially if they're flaky, especially if they present themselves poorly online, especially if, you know, it's, it's two way street yeah present yourself well (laughs) um and and like you know i i think it's interesting because we talk you know like you mentioned flakiness and flakiness i think in particular is like a partial mixture with just people being flaky as well as mental health issues so yes 100 um the world and society is very like mental health how are you feeling checking in on people but i also think that the other side of that coin is to making sure you're still a consistent worker so it's a very yeah. much or a, being, a, being open and just yeah. being, don't make up another excuse. Just be like, um, hi, I've had this happen. Can't, can't do this. Can we reschedule or, yeah, you know, just being open because I think the minute that you're not open about it, 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 as hard as it can be, it's not going to help you in the long term. It's just going to make things worse. Yeah. Like hard, tough, uh, hard to swallow pill, but yeah. How did, how did, um, how did that sort of like, cause you're very gun ho with mental health as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Sounds bad. <laughs> love it. I love I'm mental health. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just I have bipolar disorder. So because mm. those, yeah, I have that um, on medication. It took me a while. I was navigating it when I was eighteen, nineteen, because it was. Is she just a perfectionist, or is there more going on? Because there was a bunch of other stuff. Um. I just, oh gosh, yeah, I went to hospital in like, I was 18 for eating problems because I was such a perfectionist um, that after I finished high school, I was like, well, don't know what I'm going to do, guess I'll just diet. And that was as a result of a HBE class where the goal in grade 10 was calorie counting. And there was so so, um, one-way street that they made everyone stick to the same goal of maintaining or losing um they've changed the curriculum now i looked it up but seriously i think that they need to and they have they've changed it but that kind of thing stuck with me so when i had not as much stuff to do 
after finishing high school, I was like, well, may as well, you know, I'm five foot seven, may as well get up to 40 kilos. What could go wrong? You know? Mm. Um, and that kind of screwed um, a lot of things over for me until I was 18. I wasn't allowed to drive. Um, that's how I met my partner. He ended up coming to mandatory hospital visits with me. It was a bit cute. Could take me there to make sure I'd actually go. Um, and then they were like, well, you you seem to be better now, but this you're weird in the brain. But they didn't say that, but I'm just trying yeah. to, whatever. So I think it was also navigating it while still being productive, but that's just me because I obviously have that trait of doing a lot of things, which is typical behavior for bipolar. So mm. it's you get locked onto something, you do it, you do it, and then you have like a like kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it's been fine for several years now. It's just I kind of use it to my advantage a bit, <laughs> which is we- good, bad. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good. I've got a lot to play with for acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, you can really, like, harness um, a lot of, like, different character traits. I, th- I think also with, um, with all those stuff, it... It's interesting they mentioned calorie counts and all that um, because, you know, that, that does affect a lot of people as well in today's... Yeah, these days, yeah, yeah. social media is... It's better. It's, it's a lot more body positive. I think that the, for um, males or people who identify as males should have... It's, it needs, to, needs work. I think that we're very body positive in the female community in terms of mm. all that, but it's just a lot... I was talking about this yesterday <laughs> on the way home from work. I was like, mm. it's, it's a good, to, it's a good topic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that that's just my personal opinion. It, even the modeling industry now, like I know when, when I had that thing going on, I was like, and I can't believe you want to go into modeling. Are you stupid? Like that's not going to help, but it did. It actually yeah. helped me because it was just like, well, I'm just being myself and being my best ideal self. If they don't like me, whatever, like screw them. Sorry. I nearly, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> nearly swore. <laughs> Screw them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I yeah. Um, just did it, uh, got better, living my best life. Still don't expect it to always be 100%, but, you know. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's very good because like one of my friends posted the other day, she posted a photo. She used to be a model. And yeah. um, she posted a photo of her this year just in a... Uh, a bra and underpants and it basically said that like the caption was all about her and how she was when she was like 18 and she was something mm-hmm. like 45 kilos and now she and she was like a size six uh to size eight and now she was just saying i'm no longer that but you know mm. like i'm happy with how i look because at the time yeah. everyone was telling me i looked perfect and i didn't feel comfortable in my own skin and now she's yeah. at a, a weight where she's more happy and content with who she you is. You can do more when, when you actually feed yourself. Hey, that's yeah, just not going to lie. You can do way more stuff. You can go and enjoy like a date. You can go, you know, it's, it's that sort of stuff. I think with fitness and just like community and industry, it's a lot more, you do you, you find your own balance these days. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think that's the case, but I like my body didn't actually change that much. I, I naturally, just anyone who may be like, but she's still tiny. Uh, I naturally sit at a quite a petite figure. Like I yeah. don't restrict. I exercise whenever I want to. I don't really do it that much at the moment. But naturally, I'm a petite petite person. Um, but it was just I can't believe that I did that when I was already a petite person. <laughs> yeah. Which shows which shows that it's not about being thinking that you're too much. It can be as simple as I just want to see how far I can go and get locked onto this thing, which yeah. is sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think also for me, that was something I, when I, I was in the same boat, when I left school, yeah. I was really worried about once my metabolism started slowing down that I'd start gaining weight. So I used to reduce what I ate until mm. I was about 25. And every time I tell like, I remember one of my best friends, she, she went to me she was like, you look really like thin, like really mm. thin, more so than normal. And I, when I eventually told her I hadn't, um, that I hadn't been eaten and all this stuff and like my skin hurt and, you know, all this yeah. quite like really, you know, it all just came out. 
you don't realize how bad it is to someone else he is and i'm like oh and then and then it was like yeah it was everything just came to the forefront i was like oh i what i'm doing is not good for me yeah but yeah it, it was a sense of like um it's like an addiction it's an mm. addiction it's it's 100 is you get addicted to doing a particular it's a habit habits mm. take 30 days to form if you do it for an entire six months like whew, it's it takes a long time to fix your behaviors as with anything like anything you do like social yeah. media addiction these days like whew. i try <laughs> uh, to say I, I turn off all my notifications you can only reach me by calling me or texting me <laughs> unless I, Unless I go on it intentionally with intent. <laughs> I, uh, so you've heard it here. It, it basically only her friends or agents can contact Annalise. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, I do allow myself, like I set timers for everything. Uh, everything I do, not this right now. So you're cool. You can stay as long as you like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like in the morning, uh, I think when you're setting up a good routine for anything or using a phone or doing whatever to get things done, I'm very much, I don't know, maybe it's because I think I have like ADHD. Like the more that I, I see kids with it, because girls are harder to diagnose. This is a fact. Mm. Um, children I teach, I'm like, well, actually, I see it myself. I, I don't advocate self-diagnosis. But anyway, I do the timer thing. I do what I have to do. And then if I have spare time, I scroll and look at people's stories. I only follow people I like. I don't follow people who make me feel crappy. My phone just went off. Do you like my I, background? It's it's oh, nice. that is actually it's it, that's very nineteen sixties. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love it. Um, my new residence. Uh, oh, um, no, I wish Tardis. Uh, I'd go to the sixties. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mine, minus all the lung cancer and the racism. Uh, yes, actually, a lot of <laughs> it's. I I think like I was chatting. Um, a couple of, um, uh, one of my guests who came on, we were chatting about racism as a, yes. as, and also sexism and all that kind of like <laughs> topics, which I think is a lot changed in how we watch stuff now, but it is very prevalent in stuff that, you know, what's your thought on the cancel culture a little bit? Oh, like, I, I think that it also is, it's it's not just council culture. There's so many sub council cultures within that. Um, you know, mm. gender and race also come into that. I think that the people less likely to be cancelled are going to be cis white males. You look at you know, or just males, or you know, mm. y- you look at singers who haven't been cancelled when they should have, and you look at other singers you have been and you look at the demographic that they are you go well or people online and you look at who they are Mm. or who they support or the color of their skin and i think there's a lot more within council culture than we think uh and that's just still something systematic that's been ingrained in a lot of people Mm. personally that's so i don't like council culture um i'm never publicly shame people online um yeah, just uh, don't don't really vibe with it. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think I think that's fair. Like, um, I I I think how especially with the whole Johnny Depp stuff yeah. at the moment, that's, I can that's enjoy exactly what yeah. I was thinking about. I like, was like, and that that's one of the rare cases that it's not, but it's still they're taking the side. Oh, it just triggers me something fierce. Oh no, just, that's good. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you can rant if you so desire. Oh, uh, no, no. And uh, yeah, you just also think of things like Melanie Martinez versus yeah. like Chris Brown. And it's like, she oh, got yeah. her career destroyed for three years for just an allegation. Whereas he's, you know, beating up people. And it's like, it's all good because he's Chris Brown. He's quirky. Um, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp. It's like, but she's the female. It's, yeah, it is. I remember when Kevin Spacey kind of like dropped completely off the face of the earth once that uh, the allegations came out. But I remember so many people said to me, oh, I can't watch Kevin Spacey films anymore. And I was like, well, I still can. I still enjoy a lot of the work that he was in, same as I still enjoy some of the films that Amber Heard or Johnny Depp were in. Or like the Harry Potter books, like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> There's so much. Uh, it's It's just learning from it and... I think, I don't know. I, I, I also think that we can't 
kill off the thing that we gain so much enjoyment from, but yeah. also just be aware of what's going on. It's like if yeah. you cancelled everything that we got enjoyment from, but didn't learn anything about the injustices. Like you look at in Australia Day, we have Australia Day, and I don't vibe with it um, at mm. all. I think that we're moving towards it being different now, or um, Melbourne Cup, or you know, it's it's they're enjoying it, but they're still and slowly and slowly we're moving towards um, making a change in it. Did that make sense? Probably not. No, I don't it did. Think anyone outside of Australia will know what I'm talking about. But, however, I mean, I, I digress. Mean, I digress. <laughs> I think, I think, in terms of Australia, we are making change. Oh, we're a great country. We're such yeah. a like uh, yeah. compared to, especially with COVID, where we had. Um, so I'm just gonna throw shade at your state for a second. Oh, we I had, do. <laughs> we had a. With COVID, we had uh, one new case, uh, one case, just one case. And it was a cleaner in a quarantine hospital or hotel. So this boy came back from the UK with a new super virus thing. I don't know. It's, it's just the UK strand. I say super virus, whatever. And she's a cleaner. She's wearing masks. She took precautions, but she got it. And then we, the uh, Brisbane City Council were absolute bros they made us do a four-day lockdown, basically a long weekend. And we all did it. Um, I think Australians are very chill. We're like, all right, fair enough. You know, we'll, we'll lock up. We'll get like, you know, I, I can't do the Australian accent. It's the worst one I'm at. <laughs> I can't I just do all other accents from Australian. Uh, I had too much of a twang about me. Um, you know, we just kind of go, yeah, fair enough. But I think that I know one of my friends in America, she just says that they're just everyone wants to argue everyone has to have their say in america yeah, yeah. i mean that, and I, you know, apparently that it's a bit more like that in sydney i think gold coast brisbane were a bit more easy going like how are you going and you know oh fair enough fair dinkum whatever we'll stay inside but I, uh, I think <laughs> after being to sydney like people aren't as polite <laughs> um and melbourne i don't know that's just my opinion no not everyone but i just noticed a couple of differences that that's I true think. I, I think it also didn't help. So Anastasia Palaget runs um, uh, Queensland and yeah. um, the uh, Gladys Berejiklian runs New South Wales. And no one likes Gladys in New South Wales because she, oh. she was always going, um, oh, you guys have got COVID? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to ask you nicely to stay home. No, no. We just feel like if you don't wear a mask, you get a $200 fine Yeah, but it, for four days. And then, I don't, I don't know, maybe, I, I think it's just because she, she's, a, she, she says the thing, we need, we do the thing, and then we're okay. Yeah. She's very, like, she's very thorough about her she's, job. She's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, you know, like, it's, well, it's better than our, um, their, our PM, who's a little bit of a... Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's a bit of a... He's just strange. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Holidaying when there's bushfires. Nah. No, Chief. I was, in, I, was in, I was overseas modelling and um, with, like, a bunch of other Australian models. It was before COVID last year. Mm. Um, so I got, I got to leave the country and come back. But... We were just all around, like, in this breakfast hall where we all ate and we were just watching our phones being like, the country's on fire. What, what are they doing about it? And then someone else was like, the PM's gone over, over for a holiday. And I was like, what? We all just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, yeah. I still can't believe that he went away. And I was like, anyway, why? Um, <laughs> yeah, just, Sorry. Just, a, just a break. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. But I mean, like, in terms of a like, you know, the Queensland and New South Wales, like, rivalry, let's call it. I don't really um, care. I, I think that some people are nice and then I, I don't really, it's, just don't come in with COVID. It's fine. Yeah, I know. That's kind of like. <laughs> you, you guys keep screwing us over. <laughs> or Melbourne or, you know. I know. It, we're really good. We're, we're strict, but we all have a good time. And then when, when we. It's like when, when I make the classroom stay in, if someone's been talking, I send out the people who actually been doing the right thing. 
which I think oh. is what Australia's been. If you put Australia as me, the teacher, and Queensland as the kids who didn't speak, and Sydney and Melbourne are the kids who were like being idiots at the back of the classroom, they have to stay in. Look fair. Queensland, I... Northern Territory, you were pretty quiet, didn't hear from you all lesson, but you can go Western Australia. Um, you were doing mathematics and English, but sure, you were quiet, you can go Tasmania. Look, I don't know. You can go uh, New South Wales, Melbourne, staying in. You're staying in for, for detention. No. <laughs> I, I love that idea that I get detained by, um, by, by just being in a, in a shitty state that has no, like, I, it's true though. We just get COVID like, no, to borrow it. You can walk into a B, um, BWS and still get COVID. Like clearly. Oh gosh! Well, my partner works at BWS. It's great. I get lots of free wine and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I, which I I love. Um, uh, I love the fact that also um, Kane has such a social media presence. As well, which is he he does have quite a bit of social media presence, especially. He does. If- he he's very he's very nice. He does talk about it at work, and you know, does the whole show's photos to his colleagues. And I'm like, oh, stop it. But, yeah it's very he's so nice he's so i know a lot of boyfriends wouldn't like their girlfriends be or fiancés whatever partners but whatever being models and mm. doing what i do um it would upset them and i'm like oof, rough no honey no leave him yeah but, <laughs> yeah it's it's good he does have social media he's not on it as much as me but i think that it's also it's also a work thing of me yeah. I have to go on there daily to go through messages to be like, yeah, I can do this. I can. And then while I'm there, I'm like, well, like I have so much content that, oh, that's my pet peeve is when photographers are like, you haven't posted any photos from our shoot. And I'm like, if I were to post every single photo I've ever had, um, I'll be posting like every five minutes. And I just yeah. like, I, tr- I kind of go on my phone in the morning. And usually I'm busy for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go on, on in the evening. And it's like, I kind of structure it like a work day. Okay. So it's always otherwise, about like, yeah. Otherwise I'd waste so much time. Sometimes I do waste time, but that's just balance. So. Well, I mean, also like we, we were, you know, we were talking the other day and being like, we were meant to do the podcast yesterday and you did a 14 year, um, 14 hour day of working. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's like. I had no reception all day. Also, yeah. But, um, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's not quite as simple as just being like, you know, you've got all this back catalog. It's like you are constantly doing new stuff as well. So mm. there is never a way to catch up to all that. Back yeah. Catalog. And it's, it's, that's not my job. It's not, I am not an influencer. I've, yeah. I'm not an influencer. I think that influences are really cool. I just, it's not, I do. I'm a basically a, a clothes hanger who learns words and says words and dresses up as favorite characters i think that's my which is i think is a great thing um what's your (laughs) what's your opinion i guess on you know know, because when you when you're in the independent and also you know commercial thing you're is it you know and we talked a bit about trust and everything Mm. and the safe space i think in terms of friends you know like we were going to collaborate on something and then that fell through. Um, oh, yeah. But that was an interesting project. I really liked. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I really liked it too. And it felt, yeah. uh, you know. That's, I, that's all good. It happens. It's, yeah. I, I strongly believe everything happens for a reason, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, but it's also kind of like the, the thing that I know as a director and stuff that I want to do, I'm always having like ideas in the back of my head being like, oh, okay, that might be an idea that might appeal to Annalise, but it might not appeal to anyone else. And whether or when that gets made, that will be like, you know, yeah. the project that I will approach you with. But I'm very like always like who will enjoy these projects the most? And is as a, I guess, my, um, a question I would throw at you, how do you, you know, as an actor as well, I guess you must also be like, okay, even as a friend, you have to still have like the same approach of just being like, um the yes and no you can't say yes to every friend and be like oh i'll do something for you oh yeah um it's it's very difficult sometimes um particularly with because all my colleagues are friends right Mm. and um 
I, a lot of photographers I know who are friends uh, sometimes will approach me and I'm like, look, I do have bills to pay. Um, I, or I just, you know, I, I have X, Y, Z days this week and I need to kind of leave the others open to take work. But with even acting jobs, like you were saying as an actress, which is weird me to say, um, I loved that I got offered wireless space. I did have to like audition basically. Yeah. But um, the director had met me before and she basically was like, how's your US accent? And I was like, it's good. I can do it. And then she kind of explained the, the plot. I was yeah. like, hmm, figure skating, I'm an ex-gymnast. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, but um, we're going to do a skating session and I'll see how you go. And I was all right at it. And I still had like a stunt double and everything. But the whole like story, and it was a job. So I did it for several, you know, whatever's months and learned stuff. So it was a job, but it was also like a something that I was passionate about. Mm. So that was good. And I think that it's finding a balance between pursuing something you like making a living on it and also in the background when you have time is just networking which is so important as creators networking having fun and doing like passion projects but finding a balance between that because i think that too many it's like a creative thing it's like i'll pay you for exposure or like with exposure or whatever uh or you know that I think that's more like an influencer thing than an actor thing. I think a lot of actors are willing to do passion projects and that's why I like acting, but um, yeah, just kind of balancing doing things I actually want to do as a passion project versus doing things that I also want to do, but it's nice when it's like a job for X, Y, Z months. Mm. And then, you know, sometimes it'll be a TV commercial TV commercials typically pay the best. You do it for just one day of filming. You get paid for each six months it airs and it's usually quite good. So. Oh, okay. That's, that's actually really good. I didn't yeah, realize how uh, commercials it, pay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not hourly rate. Uh, and same with some TV roles. Um, so if you have like, if you were an extra, you get your extras rate. If you're a featured role, you get your featured rate. If you are a lead character, you get the lump sum. And then if it goes on different networks, you get different rates so mm. or um if it if it's like a lower budget thing you just get paid after it's done filming yeah or a little bit during and then it just really depends it's just it's it's not something that's taught in school it's not like it's a wage thing where you go to work and you get paid every two weeks like sometimes i'll earn what kane makes in two weeks in one day and then i'll kind of be doing learning lines for two weeks and then i'll be like I really hope I get another, they'll get another job. It's kind yeah. of like, it, it's, it's hard. And that's why I don't just rely on creative industry. I have a teaching degree. I do gymnastics coaching. I do other things in between. Yeah. So you have, you have all these backup plans. <laughs> yeah. But it's oh. nice when the past two years I've just been doing two or three years, I've just been doing what I do. And that's been, yeah. Which is, you know, you've gone from wireless <laughs> to, to motel, which you do. And a couple uh, of other things, yeah. And a couple other things. But, like, I feel like, um, the, you know, both of those stuff that is out and you can, like, Motel, I think, is coming out soon. Um, yeah, that was a trailer, but uh, I still need to do ADR and it's oh, meant okay. to be a series. But uh, it was also the person who did Wireless, Chris. She was like, oh, I know you love serial killers because she used to take me to my skating lessons every week and I used to listen to serial killer podcasts and I'm like, oh, how cool would it be if like, I really want to play a serial killer? That would be so interesting. And then she was like, I, then like a year later, she was like, I remember you said something about it. I'm going to send you a script. And then I was like, ooh, she's juicy. So she sent me like five episodes. I'm like, mm, I like her. Uh- <laughs> It's like let me let me kill some people. So yeah. so have you got more episodes to film, or is it all five? I've read them. Um, it's also just funding and COVID. Yeah, funding and COVID two two things that hold back a lot of things. Um, because that looks really fun. I think. Yeah, um, she I, she does very high budgety films. I, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and, she was. Yeah, my brother looks- got to do his internship on it. It was really cool. Ooh. I felt really bad because the first day on set, he was like. 
he had been there all day since like early ridiculous o'clock but I was wasn't needed till about 6 p.m and the first thing he had to do for me was like steam my costume <laughs> I was like yes brother do my ironing do my laundry <laughs> is he younger uh, he's two years younger than me yeah no. and we also were doing like a, a weight check of like classic Doctor Who acting where you have like something that's not as heavy as it actually is. And I was like, I don't feel like we're handling the weight of this corpse as we should be. And the, the AD, um, the assistant director, he didn't know that my brother was my brother. So I'm like, Oh, can you come over here? I'm like, Hey George, come over here. Can you lie down so we can carry you? Um, so my brother just did dead weight and I was like, all right, so I think you need to, you know, we need to be a bit more like this. And then we just put him down and then we're like, you should probably have done that on the grass. I'm like, he's my brother. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and then everyone realized. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> like but still, it, yeah, but it was good because I like it when I can help my family and be like, oh, well, I know that this production's going on. Do you want to intern for your mm. film degree? And yeah. So your good. brother's your brother's interested in film as well. Yeah, he's very artistic. He does a lot of art. He's got, yeah, he's, he's graduated his film degree. So what's now. he what's he aimed to do in the industry long term? Well, I don't know. What I don't know actually. Ideally, he did enjoy doing that, like on set stuff. But I really don't know. Yeah, I think everyone enjoys doing on set stuff. Oh yeah, it's like a thrilling. I feel like I'd be I'd be really good at continuity. Like I'm so good at continuity as an actor. They love me. I. <laughs> But I think that I would happily do continuity behind the camera and be that person being like, oh, you did this here, your hand was here. You said this line after doing that. I just keep track of that. That's my superpower. Conti is it's such a difficult job as well. So, you know, to do Conti and be like, I can do this. Mm. You're off to a solid start. Um <laughs> I would, I would, I, I love Conti. Like the one I, one guy I know who does Conti for like almost everything in New South Wales is uh, like just brilliant at it. He gets employed so often. Um, yeah. So it's, it, you know, when you're good at Conti, you're just, you're really, people just want to keep working with you. I just don't have a film degree. So I just kind of do the play pretend thing, but I'm aware of what I'm doing. I think play pretend, that's how you get, once you're foot in the door, it's just all, making it's, a connection. It is. it's it's pretend yeah it's just nice um because i mean like you know i i don't when you did acting and stuff i don't think you imagined a degree to like uh, to, uh, finish it you know once you've got that piece of paper you're not fully fledged actor you're still learning as you act yeah, in any role like training house i did accent training over the years just because mm. um my agent was like you are australian you do have a kind of a, a british lilt about the way that you speak sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how that happened, honestly. <laughs> My partner is from England though, so I think it's also gotten like a little bit worse with worse. A little bit more prominent, um, like when I say pasta or bath or... Um, you do sound more British. You do yeah, distinctly but, um, sound more British. The Southern, uh, so I got trained with um, British accent and then I did US and then for this new role, I did like old timey US, like 50s, 60s oh. US. Um, so I did get training. I think it's important to train and continue learning if you're not on set, but yeah, that's, I'm glad I didn't do a film degree. Cause I, I don't know. People do ask me, oh yeah. So you studied acting a like, mm. Kind of. Yes, I did. I study it all the time, but I didn't do a degree. You don't have to, people get fantastic jobs and they don't do degrees. Yeah. You don't need to have a piece of paper. You do whatever that's- you want. That's true. I mean, that is very true. It helps, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to like, you know, have all these things. I, you know, I learn everything on the job as well. So yeah. I do a job that learn I never study. Mm. Um, I guess to wrap things up, what kind of like, what like notes would you give? I, uh, what notes would you give for like, yeah, uh, you were just like, oh. Uh, in summary <laughs> in summary in a conversation well I guess what would you say to people who um who look you know look at and want to do things that you do what kind of you know in terms of everything um oh, sorry it sounded so annoying I hate starting a sentence with um <sighs> 
I would say that working continuously each day towards something, even if it's 20, get your timer out 20 minutes towards acting a day. So, or if it's 20 minutes towards becoming a cosplayer or model, it, it's better than having a burst of like passion every two months mm. where you just still like, I've tried for a day and nothing's happened. I think that if you actively do it, uh, networking, there are some great Facebook groups, once again, be safe. Uh, whether it's modeling or acting, uh, there are great uh, things that you don't need an agent for, like Star Now. Uh, it's like a website you do have to pay, but like you do get so so much work from it. Um, you don't need an agent, and mm. sometimes some of those jobs they're listed and they're the same jobs that my agent will call me about. So Star Now is like um, a database, and you can have your headshots and your little reel if you have. Oh, getting a show reel. Or just, you know, sitting down in a, a show in my office. I have like oh, yeah. a little, a little blue wall that I film self-tapes on, uh, which is where you film your own audition, just film some monologues, um, chat to camera, talk to yourself, uh, talk, to, talk about yourself for two minutes just so people get a vibe about you and just continue working hard every day. I think all of that is solid. <laughs> all of that is solid advice. And I think... yeah. Um, hopefully <laughs> a little very bit every day. Yeah. I, I Regardless of just... what is fitness, cleaning your house a little bit every day rather than like a big thing that wipes you out for the rest of the year. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. Um, well, thank you for giving like all your little tidbits on everything. <laughs> it's been really interesting. I've been enjoying oh. it. Um, even yes. the chicken part that you were just like, oh, thanks. Time. Yeah. I have to go collect eggs now. Um, yeah, you have to go and you have to go and be a chicken. Um, uh, like, be a chicken chi- mom. Um, be a fiance and say good morning, good afternoon to my partner. See if he's. Oh, have you not bed. seen um, him today? I saw him when he was like in bed. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I have to get ready, shower for my photo shoot, go to do a photo shoot. Okay, well, go, yeah, go um, and do my other stuff. <laughs> go, go and be a productive adult. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, no, you really made me think about everything that I do and actually leave this podcast. I'm like, you're doing all right, sis. And I think everyone's doing all right in the world overall. Yeah, yeah you're doing overall, great. As long as you're self-aware, you're, you're 50% of the way there. That's great. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. And thank you so much. It has been a pleasure, an absolute blast. Mm-hmm.